because, because I'm a hot girl. I do hot shit. Because I'm a hot girl. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hot Girl Agenda, the uh, podcast on the left that gets the Lord's toughest battles. Um, this is Yessie. Yes, What's up, everybody? <laughs> and I am here with um, our lovely and ebullient uh, co-host, Rara. Rara, what's going on? Oh, so much. So much in the world. So much that I I feel like we just, we need to let it all out. We need to have a Ooh. good old-fashioned bitch sesh. Hot girl saying nah, girl, like <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's been brutal. It's uh, in the mortal words of Olivia Rodrigo. It's brutal <laughs> out there. Shit. Let's, uh, let's, instead of doing, uh, our, our hot girl shit, let's do a quick like week recap. We'll go from the micro okay. to the macro because a lot of bullshit happened this week as we as we all know, but let's see how we're doing. Uh, how yeah. you doing, Rara? I'm all right. I, um, I don't know if it's just like me getting older or something, but like I, so I, okay, I had this new like job training thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a workshop to get trained up for a job I want in the future. And this is like an intensive two day thing. And usually it's in person, so it's not quite as brutal. But this time it's all virtual. And yeah. I had to be on a Zoom call for 10 hours last Saturday and 10 hours last Sunday. Jesus. And there was only like a 30 minute break the entire day. Oh my God. Do they pay so, you for this? No, because it's like, it's, um, it's like to prepare because I'm trying to get a job in film production mm -hmm. and it's to prepare you to be a fucking PA. So it's like all this really awesome information, but it's packed into like two days of like um, of like materials and guests coming in to speak about being a PA and all this mm -hmm. shit. And so it's really intensive and they basically they shove it into two days because they want you they want you to understand how, how like hard it is. Oh to my God. Be. And it's just like, yeah, we get it. We're going to be treated like shit. But also like this could have been an eight hour a day thing. Right. I, I think like this could have been a little bit more concise. But at the same time, it's like a lot of knowledge was dropped on our heads like a freaking knowledge yoke. So <laughs> flexing <laughs> that I, brain I, muscle. But I'm so I was so uh, winded, like intellectually mm -hmm. and physically from just sitting in front of a computer screen for that long. So it took me like two days to recover. It was quite Jesus. it was bullshit. It was bullshit. And I feel like I like really lost like a little bit of myself in that process just because like I am a person of routine and when I had to wake up at like 7 30 a.m to do this class mm -hmm. like my routine got totally fucked up so mm. but yeah I heard you're having a pretty terrible week as well <laughs> it's uh yeah it's definitely definitely a rough one so um they they fumigated my apartment. So my apartment got like the forbidden circus tent. They, you know, pumped it full of poisonous gas uh, for three days. So for three days, we were living out of a hotel, which like my husband's in my husband's in the um, uh, entertainment industry. So um, he gets like free hotel. So it's, it was fine. We didn't have to pay for that. Well, but they turn off your gas when you when you get your house fumigated because um, you know, the, the gas could be flammable. Um, so they turned off the gas and then the, the guy who came out to turn it on yesterday, he was like, I don't have an order for your apartment. Sorry. So it turned into this huge, sucks. I super sucks. It's turned into this huge back and forth. And finally we got someone to come out today. They were actually here to fix a, a neighbor or something. And we just like flagged them down and said, please help us. Um, so they're trying to turn on our gas right now. And then the guy was like, yeah, I actually can't do it because, um, your earthquake sensor is broken. So like in California, there's this like little, um, it's like this little like rattle valve thing. It's an earthquake sensor so that if there's an earthquake, it shatters the, the connection between the gas. Like basically it'll break the pipe oh. and then, and then the, um, the gas will shut off on its own, like emergency shut off because there's a leak. 
Um, right. Yeah. So it's broken or something because our property management um, is full of shit and has not maintained anything in this building. Right. Um, so now we have to wait another day. I haven't showered in two days. We're not able to use our stove. We can't oh wash our clothes because we can't dry them. And it's been like super cold and wet and overcast. So we can't like hang them outside. Plus, they don't have any public space in this whole property that we can use to hang them outside. My kid smells like soy sauce because he, oh, no. like, I can't give them a bath. Like, you know, it's just oh, like. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And so now we have to go through another day of this. Fuck landlords. Fuck property managers. Fuck the predatory housing system. Wow. Times a million. This shit's whack. Seriously. This ain't it. It's so whack. It's so shitty. It feels like so many people right now are going through these like fucked up like things that would be like not like life ruiners i feel like except that everything else in life also sucks at the moment Mm -hmm. so it just feels like extra people are extra sensitive to shit like now and that's a serious thing not being able to cook or fucking clean anything or like shower like oh (laughs) god are you just like doing like the baby wipe thing like for all of you guys like just yeah yeah just like (laughs) just like you know trying to make it work and that is so it's just it's just fucked especially like like how you're saying rara like all of these little things wouldn't be an issue if the world itself weren't going to hell in a handbasket so yeah everything yeah it's like it would be one thing if it's like oh this is just temporary and things will get better and it's like no (laughs) i don't think they will Uh, but let's talk about, I mean, I guess let's talk about a little bit what's going on in the world because mm-hmm. it's been a long week. There's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to start with like the shitty news or like the decent news? Here's what I think we should do. Or let's... the DSA news, Ugh. which is always <laughs> shitty somehow. <laughs> I say we go most shitty to least shitty um, with mm-hmm. with the promise that if you stick around, folks, you're going to hear something to end on a high note. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. I hope you I hope you have it. Oh, that's a, that's actually a Patreon exclusive. The the uh, the, the good news hits. is, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good news is Patreon public- exclusive, right? Yeah. If you want to, if you want a Patreon exclusive dopamine hit, uh, please support us. Patreon.com/slash/HotGirlAgenda. Yeah. Will... I have all these fucking stickers still. Like, stickers, y'all. easy dopamine hit. That's and, like, you know, and and we have subscribers. We have new subscribers, and I'm like, do you guys, do y'all want stickers? And they're like <laughs> silent, and I'm like, thank you for your silent. But um, <laughs> sure, support. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let us love you. No, um, yeah. Support our Patreon so I can get a working uh, gas heater for my oh shower. My <laughs> yeah. No, Seriously. okay, let, let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. So. Okay, yeah. Woosa. Kyle fucking Rittenhouse. Kyle Shittenhouse. Kyle piece of shit fascist Boo. brat. Acquitted on all accounts, not found not guilty, gets to walk free for murdering two people and almost murdering a third person. Yay, our country. Like, okay, here's 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 where I'm at. I am an abolitionist, right? Like, so I, 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 I know not to put any like faith in the carceral system as a way to like elicit change or rehabilitation or anything like that. I'm also an anti-capitalist, uh, right? And I'm I'm against the imperial state that is the United States, right? So I know, like I know it's going to go bad. It's going to go tits up anytime we try to uh, appeal to the state for justice. However, however, the egregiousness, the, the absolute slap in the face that this trial was, like that's the shit that fucks me up. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, you, I'm getting like, a, you remember that Key and Peel sketch that was like the step, or not the stepfather, the uh, the the substitute teacher, like oh, egregious yeah, yeah, yeah. and churlish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like there's not enough adjectives in the world to describe just how f- disgusting this shit is. Yeah. Like, it's really just, it. I just feel like I need like a psychic. Uh, from all this it's it's mm-hmm. so um I don't know and it's like the vibe of course after something like this happens is always like everyone's so upset and everyone's mm-hmm. 
so beside themselves because you really think it can't get any lower Mm -hmm. than the last time like trial like this and it's I think just everyone's just suffering right now and it's like if you're posting through it I don't even blame you at this point Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. as much as I love comrades in the streets right now and as much as I you know I feel every like significant post you know uh that people are making it's also like i don't think uh it's anything's going to be solved necessarily by more protests i think that something needs to happen with the left where we start getting more creative and Mm -hmm. because it's becoming clear like that being in the streets is going to be a death sentence for Mm -hmm. left-wing people so it's like I don't want to be a fucking target in the street. Like we have mm-hmm. to figure out something else because we can't like we can't just be like moving targets for these fucking fascist pieces of shit, you know? I refu- <laughs> I refuse. So this is where I get a little bit like blackpilled and think about Georges Sorel a lot, you know, because like in Reflections on Violence, um Sorel who was um you know, he considered himself a Marxist, but he um he kind of his work kind of went two ways. So like in his early uh, political career, when he was already super old, um, he he was a sort of like an ANCOM, but he was like staunchly a Marxist using Marxian analysis. And then like right before he died, became like a fascist. It's very weird. Anyway, Reflections on Violence is a is sort of the um, the left uh, progenitor of like any sort of accelerationist thought, right? Um, Mm -hmm. from the left. And one of the things that I keep coming back to from that book is that Sorrell says, you know, there is no way to peacefully transition out of an imperialist hegemonic state. There is no way to um, like joyfully hand, like take the reins. What's going to happen is that in order to get that transition to, to get that turnover to happen, capitalism needs to rear its ugly head. So, right. so, so it needs to be pushed to its absolute boundaries of of enforcing its its it, the hegemony and also mm-hmm. its its interest. Right. So it's going to actually right. look way worse before it ever looks better. Um, and I can't help but think about that right now. You know, because you know when when um, when there were police officers who were held accountable, so to speak, for the death um, of civilians, for the death, or I'm calling them civilians as if police officers are military. They're not. Right. Um, they're also civilians. But whenever that's happened, it's because um, there was no way to get around it. Right. Kyle Rittenhouse is the perfect fascist, white fascist, uh, you know, poster child because he was young, because... Um, he doesn't have any like impervious ties and they can make a hero out of him. Yeah. Uh, you know? And so like we're seeing the state support exactly what it likes. We're seeing, yeah. you know, they're deputizing fashion. him exactly. right in front of our eyes. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, th- that's why I keep coming back to Sorrel. It's just like, okay, well, like if they want smoke, then like, what do we have? Do we give them smoke? Like, you know what I right. mean? It's, and, and obviously like I'm being theoretical here. Like, do we give them smoke in Minecraft? Um, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't know if there is a way um, to sidestep violence here. And and, right. and 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 so my my feeling is like triage, right? Like, I think every every leftist, you know, should know how to use a firearm. You don't have to buy one. Yeah. I'm not saying you should buy one. I'm saying you should know how to use one. I'm saying you should know how to uh, field strip one. I'm saying you should know how to, um, you know, how to avoid them. Right. The difference between cover and concealment, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying that these are things that we need to know now that the state has so brazenly said, like, it is cool for you to shoot leftists. Right. Yeah. No, I think so, too. And I think, like, I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot. It's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a lot worse. But um, I don't know. I think that something has to kind of happen. Like, it, it, it we're going to need the numbers here because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we can't just give it up for the fascists. Like, right. as much as it's like, oh, shit, I guess we can't be out on the streets. It's like, I'm not saying don't go to protests. I'm not saying host protests or do them. I'm saying like everyone has to be like on the same page when we go out to these things 
and be like, like we're gonna have to do a lot more uh, in the way of community defense and community training when, you know, ahead of protests and ahead of actions so that people can keep their heads and that people can stay safe. And I think mm-hmm. that's gonna come into play a lot more. I'm just cautioning the people that I feel like are going to be, op- you know, everyone's going to be operating on emotion in their own way. Right. But just be sure that when you're out with w- when you're out at these protests, you're out at these actions, you have a buddy with you, several buddies, in fact, and you know, you have a clear plan of what's going to happen. If Like, talk it out with your comrades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work it out. Don't just, you know, pile into a car and go to a protest one day. Like, really think about it. And think about the opposition that's going to be there and the quality of the opposition because it's going to get worse, you know, and you have to keep a cool head about you. And if you're going to like, you know, have a better chance of surviving it, because like, again, it's open season on us. So we mm-hmm. have to be we have to look out for each other now because the state was never going to look after us. But it's uh, incredibly clear that they will not only not look after us, but they will go out of their way <laughs> to make sure that we're made an example of you right. know no matter what we do so record everything mm-hmm. um have like your safe chats and have your stuff wiped um and be safe out there because if you yeah, yeah like if you know um there are stop the bleed classes take them mm-hmm. it is very useful to know how to triage wounds if you um have ever wanted to get involved in like a mutual aid project or like a street medic project now is the time like learn those skills that can be useful anywhere but especially useful to your comrades yeah because, absolutely yeah it's it's no good and it you know like yes yeah, what would you say sorry go ahead no no, no go ahead so i have a question for you what would you say to our comrades that are like very anti-gun still because i mean i understand like people have different feelings about different guns Mm -hmm. different experiences with around and with guns and different comfort levels so like Mm -hmm. what would you say about people that are still on the fence about like owning a legal firearm so my personal feeling as someone who is a firearms owner but is also very um like actually pretty anti like i think guns are shitty i i find them repulsive, but I also recognize their usefulness. And I also recognize that I'm a great teacher. And so I, you know, I've been teaching people how to use firearms for a few years now, you know, taking folks out to the range. Um, I would say no one should have to own it. I don't want anyone to be cow-toed into fear about owning a firearm. Like that is a personal choice. That is something that, you know, if you would like to, I think you should you know, do it. Um, I think everyone should know the basics because it's better to know and not need them than to need them and not know them. That being said, I know we have comrades who are like, no one should own a gun and guns are bad. And, you know, everyone like we, we should just get them away. And I even know comrades who are still saying things like, you know, well, like we understand the police have to have them, but nobody else should. We're well beyond that argument. We're well beyond that. Like mm-hmm. we live, but like it or lump it, we live in a country that has the most guns in yeah. the in, in of any country. Like privately yeah. owned firearms. Like so, it is a fact of life here that people own firearms. And to right. and to say that only certain people should own them, or there's some sort of moral high ground to not owning a gun, you're full of right. fucking shit, and you're probably privileged as fuck, and you probably don't fucking know shit about shit. Like, I'm sorry, like we are beyond that. Now, yeah. whether or not it's a personal issue or like a, a well-being issue, like that is respectable and commendable and a personal choice. But when it comes right. down to like creating this liberalist mind or the liberal mindset of being like oh like no like only the cops should have them and and when people um, who, who it's not very dialectical of you bro yeah yeah <laughs> get the fuck out of here where where's the mercy like, this is not very this is not very materialist of you right now exactly like, <laughs> like yeah. they got like, gats we got gats like that is yeah. the dialectic the thesis and antithesis synthesis yeah. baby and I was, and I'll say like I don't talk about it often, but yes, also a firearms owner, um, and <laughs> prou- proudly so, but also not advertising my shit everywhere. But also that's part of it. it that's a part of the responsibility. Is mm-hmm. you know, this this is a machine of death, and right. The thing is, is like the reason why I'm comfortable around them is because I grew up with my dad, who is a hunter, mm-hmm. and from a very young age, he was like. 
you know, I think I think we were, we were pretty young when he did this, too. He's like, this is my gun. Don't ever fucking touch it or mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. He basically like I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah. If you touch this. And it's like, you know, I don't think he ever. No, <laughs> ever it's said just those like exact words that was implied. You. It was yeah. yeah, he put the fear of God in us that we, if we ever touched his fucking guns, like he'd be. But then he also showed us. But also, this is how you know if a gun's loaded. This is mm-hmm. how you know mm-hmm. if the safety's on. This is this. This is this. Here's this other type of gun. And like when when we were older, we learned that stuff, right? Right. right. But it, your first your first fucking lesson when you're holding a gun is don't ever fucking put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking point it at anything until you're ready to shoot. Like you point it at the ground or you point it down range. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and. Yeah, so there's all sorts of things that you can do, but like trigger, trigger safety, uh, trigger discipline. Don't yeah, ever put your like fucking finger swiping, on that trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of things, and I'm frankly too stoned to talk about it right now. But well, it's just like you know, that's what I'm saying is like learn the skills. You don't need to yeah. own a gun to learn the appropriate skills that could keep you safe. Like, exactly. and I don't even mean like in a like tense situation, good guy with a gun bullshit. No, I just mean like out with people in the world. Like, yeah. But knowing you know? what gu- I'm sorry, I just threw my vape on accident. <laughs> I got so excited. Woo! Um, no, I. Which, by the way, I don't fucking f- don't fuck with your firearms when you're inebriated at that, all. At period. All. Mm-hmm. Period, fam. I don't care if you're in the country. You've been doing it all your life. Don't do don't it. Don't fucking don't fucking do it. Okay. Keep that shit under lock and key. Always lock that mm-hmm. shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot where I was going with that because I threw my vape. What were we talking about? Hunting. Yeah, we were talking about how, like, the skills are useful even if you don't own a firearm. Um, Knowing what a gun looks like that's right in front of you, knowing how um, heavy certain guns are, mm -hmm. what their magazine capacities are when you're looking at them. Like, what what are you looking at? You're looking at a handgun? You're looking at a a semi? Like, what what is it? Right. Right? Knowing all that is helpful in an emergency situation. Sure. You know? So. Yeah, so it sucks because I don't like this shit. Like, I'm, I don't revel in go- gun culture. Right. Like, I'm, I, you know, I love action movies and I love horror movies and shit like that. But as a fucking person that abhors uh, violence and shit, like, yeah, it sucks to have to learn yeah. this. But Guns it is a survival sexy. skill. They're not cool. They're not props for photo shoots. They're not, you know, like, they're. I mean, they're... they are kind of cool, but like, <laughs> I know we're not supposed to say that, but like, I kind of. <laughs> do you feel like a baddie learning how to shoot, you know? Like, yeah, I, I know. No, I, I hear you. That, that, that's my mom coming out, like the <laughs> gun mom. Like, they're not cool. Yeah. Your friends pose with them. You don't do it either. No. They're like, not like a cool gun. They're like a defensive gun. Yeah. Yeah. Stop and power means killing people. It doesn't mean, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, yeah, guns are guns are a complicated thing, a useful thing to know how to handle. Um, I will always say that, um, but you don't have to. You don't have to own one. There are plenty of things that are so much more crucial, like building networks of solidarity and mutual yes. aid. And I just thought of a really good piece of merch. What? <laughs> like a hot pink beanie with like black letters that says "Gun safety is sexy." <laughs> I would. I would wear that. I would wear that to the range. Yes, it's like total range. Range rat shit. Um, Range rat gun bunny. Gun bunnies. Is that a thing? Is that a is or did I just invent it? Range rat. I like that range rat. (laughs) It's kinda like, yeah, I'm kinda like a range rat. I'm always there. It's like the guy that always wants to show you his new piece. It's like my it's like my fucking friends and signal that are always like, dude, check out this new shit that I got. And I'm like, dude, why are you sending this to me? Like over text. Yeah. With my new my new optic. Pretty yeah, good. got a new, got a new shit out, bro. Yeah, just attached it to my Picatinny rail. I know people that get like custom firearms, like, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. That is uh, the corniest shit I've ever it's heard. So corny. It's so corny, but also like, I'm so jealous at the disposable income because, like, how yeah. badass would a custom gun be? Anyway, I don't want to glamorize this because it was it was but a also, serious conversation. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what's complicated about it, right? Because then you're like, you're like, okay, like, so, you know, my rifle, I put it together myself. It's like a cheapy parts. I've got a, you know, an Anderson lower. It's poverty. They know they call it the poverty pony, right? Because it's so affordable. It was like 50 bucks. So I built this shit myself and it like works great. But then I'm like, Damn. Well, you know, like, what if I, 
What well, what if I get like that really Gucci what setup? What if I put a like, scope on it? Yeah, well, I do. I do have some pretty nice glass on my on my shit. Nice. I'm not going to lie. Um but yeah, that's what happens, right? Cuz like, you know, you get really in- invested in getting better at it and then you're like, okay, well like now I want equipment that reflects my skill, you know? But right, the right, truth right. of the matter is truth of the matter is the most important thing is your marksmanship and your yeah. observance of the rules, the firearm safety rules, all that stuff. For the most part, all all rifles are basically the same. All guns are basically the same with slight slight variations. Mm-hmm. Handguns. Yeah. Point is, it's good to learn to do it. You don't have to own one. It's good to learn how to use them. Fuck fascists. Don't let them get us. We're no good Fuck dead. Em. We're no good dead. Yeah. So it's like But also if you have to post through it, I understand, but I'm seeing people post things that will get them suspended. And don't as do your that. comrade it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Talk about it in your little private chats. Talk about it in your discords. Is it worth getting your account, especially if you're a media person or if you have mm-hmm. like a really big following and you're using your following to do good, to do the Lord's work? <laughs> if you're using your following for the Lord's work, a.k.a. communism, like don't nuke your account because of that. We need you more than you. we need somebody else saying that Kyle and the judge should be redacted, you know, mm-hmm. so like... <laughs> Even though we know it's totally hilarious uh, and a joke, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, lol, yeah. big fun, um, LOL. Um, yeah. which leads, I feel like, to our second shittiest thing this week, as far as like in our own personal, um, in the hot girl agenda extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> We're Avi the mains. We're the main characters, yeah. and everybody else is just rotating around. Yeah, us. the 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 HGA uh, EU, which sounds like <laughs> horrible. It sounds like we're part of Europe. I hate that actually. <laughs> HGA CU because it's cinematic. Because we all drama, baby. Oh, cinematic, yeah. All drama. Yeah. We love our drama, and what's more dramatic than um, <laughs> a DSA wide scandal? <laughs> About oh one of God. our electeds being just such a cringe piece of shit right now. Like, I'm so Woof. over this stupid org. I oh hate it. Oh, my God. So let's let's tell the, like, all six listeners who aren't DSA <laughs> Everyone else is tuning. Everyone else uh, that doesn't care about this, come, like, pop back in in, like, 20 minutes and check yeah, on us. Yeah. I promise we might be over this. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, let's 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 talk about let's talk about our uh, Jamal. So Jamal Bowman. All right, Jamal Bowman. Um, I wish we had some kind of sound effect. What I would know, a like, good sound effect be like for when we're like disappointed <sighs> in elected officials? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No. So Jamal Bowman um, voted. Uh, so so we all know that several DSA members who are in uh, congressional offices voted to fund the Iron Dome. Um, Jamal Bowman voted for that additional funding for Israeli defense um, to continue their um, g- genocide and um, occupation of Palestinian lands. Um, so he voted for that. That was like several hundred billion dollar something something. A, and he a also billion dollars for the Iron Dome. A billion dollars. That's what it was. Um, what's money? I don't fucking know. It's fake. I keep telling uh, people this. Yeah, more and more people are saying this. Money is fake. Um, yeah, so he voted for that, and everybody was like, what the fuck? So that was, like, a big fucking deal, right? Yeah. Couple weeks ago, he decides, oh, yeah, then he goes, then he goes to Israel to meet with the Minister of Defense, and it's just like, oh my fucking god, so that's already like issue number two. And these are big fucking issues, right? The cherry on top of it all is Representative Bowman decides to post a picture on his social media of him hanging out with Palestinian youth and being like, I believe in Palestinian rights and and stupid platitudes that don't actually address the fact that Palestinian people are victims of genocide. <laughs> and that was like, that was it. That was fucking it. Like the fact that he could vote for for funding the Iron Dome, vote, I mean, uh, take a trip to Israel and meet with the Minister of Defense, but then turn around and have this bullshit ass like I'm like like I'm pro Palestinians, but not even saying that, like just using them as props for a photo op made people real, real fucking mad. Can I just say after I had this 
humongous fallout with my local. Mm-hmm. And now I'm deeply embarrassed to even be associated with them at any point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, people were like, comrades in DSA were like, you could still work in like the national working groups or you could still work at the national level. We would need you at the national level. Lots of people told me this and I was considering it and I was like, but then this kind of shit happens at the national level. We're like, where we don't expeditiously deal with this stuff. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't even, it's just so bad not to have addressed this immediately when he voted for the Iron Dome mm-hmm. and it should have been addressed mm-hmm. with AOC and mm-hmm. everyone else in the squad that voted right. present or yes. It should have, and I get it. There's some racial aspect at play here, I think, with some of the critique towards him disproportionately because he's a, a, a black man in office. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, we're not liberals. We're not right. fucking Democrats. Right. What separates us from the Democrats if we allow one of our elected officials to get away with completely going against a fucking mandate from our organization that helped him get elected. So here's the here's the fucking thing that absolutely like is is fucking me up. So I served on the National Electoral Committee a couple years ago. Like I served I did not know that about you. I did. Yeah, like the only anarchist has ever done it. No. <laughs> I was going to say like that's a very interesting spot for yeah. you. That's really cool. So while I uh, it was a few years ago, more than a couple now, a few and I won't say um what years that I serve so that to protect my cohorts uh, anonymity because I'm going to kind of drag them a little bit. That year, my chapter request like put forth a request for an endorsement of a DA candidate, Genevieve Jones-Wright, um, mm-hmm. who is was the first black woman to run for DA. And this was like during the wave of like progressive DAs, which the NEC had previously given, before I was on it, had previously given uh, endorsements to. When I brought forth Genevieve Jones-Wright's application, they were like, well, is she is she a, a, a DSA member? Is she a democratic socialist? And I was like, first of all, that's actually not a thing. Like, even we say it, there's no such thing as a democratic <laughs> socialist. That's just the name of our organization. Secondly, she is pro-BDS. She is pro-Palestine. She right. is... Uh, vehemently critical of capitalism. She is, right. uh, you know, so on and so forth. She meets all of the criteria, but I was still getting pushback because she wasn't a quote unquote democratic socialist. So what I'm saying here is sometimes our org is absolutely full of fucking shit. They absolutely. are so, <laughs> they are so quick to like fucking bootlick Jamal Bowman because he, he pays dues or what, I don't even know if he pays dues, but He's a he's a member. He's a member. Yeah. And he's always like a member in office. Right. And it's like if we're going to do that, we need to make sure he's actually not just like Exactly. Fucking exactly. taking advantage of us. Exactly. Like, and that's what I'm saying is like look at the material issues. Who cares if he's a fucking member? Honestly, it's good that he's a member. Censure his ass. Fucking Yeah. Like I mean he is censured, him. I think, but it's like but that didn't stop him from going to this fucking trip. Right. Like that's insane that's to me that he was then. censured. He was censured but like he was allegedly censured, but then he, so then he went off and instead of like taking that censure and being like, Oh my god, I have to fix this, he does not care about us. Right. He doesn't give a shit about us or the members or DSA at all. He's in office. He got what he wanted. It's, it's just like such, I'm sorry, but that's to me, true. To me, that's it's fucking just true. Liberal lanyard bullshit. Like yeah. you're so he clearly doesn't give a shit about us. Like you would turn. He doesn't a give candidate. a shit about socialism. Exactly. Like, you would turn on a candidate that has the material requisites for like an actual comrade because they're not a dues paying member, and you'll let this fucking charlatan uh, go like walk free. Yeah, because he and pays okay. five dollars a month. I know. I know that the MPC wrote a uh, strongly worded statement or whatever, but that yeah. is not enough. We've done that time no, and time again. Not. It is not enough. Like, do something. This NPC is at a... And, like, I have comrades on the NPC. Same, same. But, like, this NPC has to decide what is the makeup of its leadership. Right. Like, what is the character? What is, like... What are the roots of y'all's like politics here? Mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. coming into play with how people are responding to this. So let's, because, 
Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about how people are responding to this. So um, there was a, um, I believe they were an ad hoc working group, the DSA. um, BDS Palestine. Yeah, which which I want to say, even though they are ad hoc, in 2017, we did pass a resolution affirming Palestinian liberation and reaffirming our commitment to, to BDS, which we passed in, in um, I'm sorry, in 2019, we passed this. BDS was first passed in 2017. And we reaffirmed it and also reaffirmed our support of Palestinian liberation. So like the precedent to set to set up this working group, not not non-existent. And also the processes by which we set up national working groups where they begin ad hoc, and then they become chartered later on. That shit is normal. That has happened in this organization for fucking years. So this yeah. this uh, ad hoc working group decided, you know, like we're going to put out a, a, a petition that requests that the NPC convene to to uh, expel Jamal Bowman to, to right. actually do something. It is not a demand. It was a, a request and, and they did it the same way that all of us have always done it in the organization, which is create a petition and then get sign, signees. Now, this petition mm-hmm. was unique because it requested that organization. So it was organizational sign-ups. So caucuses and chapters, right? Which I think yeah. is like way more legit than just getting individual members, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of fucking lanyards whose jobs are on the line because they're sucking Clinton dick. Like... They got all in a tizzy about it and they were like, well, this is procedurally unsound and this is rules. These people love rules more than they love socialism. Well, they I love rules when God. it's convenient for them. Because where were those yeah. rules when you were going after Austin and Blanca? Where were those rules yeah. when you were fucking making shit up or like forging elections in your locals? Yeah. Like, oh, those rules don't matter. They only matter when it's convenient to you. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Having having seen how my local acts when it mm-hmm. comes to elections, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, you know, they tried to discredit this by saying it was a it was a mostly white committee. Bitch, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Using using identity politics to silence like actual like uh, global solidarity. Like for once, like you're telling me that white people in this org are being discouraged from speaking up about global oppression what the fuck is wrong with you you love rules more than you love socialism you love the you love the liberal id poll rules Mm -hmm. because if you're a fucking uh, bipoc lanyard then you are the most powerful fucking person in this organization i'm sorry but sometimes that's true that's true like like if you're the fucking rules nerd and you're bipoc and you're like willing to just be like the most annoying person possible then like congrats like yeah. you're the most you're the most powerful piece of shit in this place and you're making everybody miserable it's the thing is about the white liberals is they're fucking white mm-hmm. and they suck ass <laughs> like but like I might cut all of this because I don't want to like, I don't want people no, to come after me. I'll fucking say it. I'll fucking say but it. But anyway. Like if you're using your identity as a, as a BIPOC person, uh, as a cudgel, like you're fucking full of shit. Yeah. Or as a queer person, if you're using any marginalized identity to like, you're full just of shit. get your way because you're like, you're full of shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate that game too, because people will say the craziest shit and, yeah. and just like try to qualify it because they're of their identity. And it's like, no, like you don't get to do that with socialists. You can do that with liberals. You don't get to do that here. Like, right. But you know what does fucking matter? Who signs your fucking paychecks and whose pocket that's you're in. true. Like, you know, like if you're working for some fucking... Oh, uh, like fatty NGO, yeah. oh, like a liberal think tank or something. Yeah, like a like a liberal think tank by I don't know someone named John P founded it or something. No, that's too obvious. Jay Podesta. No, um, no. If you've got a cushy job, if you cushy- work for a lady named Tira Nanden, then maybe reevaluate <laughs> when you should speak up about things because you cannot have a shitty job as a tool of a direct tool of imperialism and then Mm -hmm. have bad opinions Mm -hmm. on top of it pick a struggle pick a fucking struggle girl yeah you know who you are yeah you know who you are and you know it's disappointing because i i I feel like you are 
embarrassing. You are so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing because we have radical BIPOC people in our fucking org and we're just always so fucking like embarrassed to be associated with this. And I know people like in my own chapter, like really doing so much political education Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so much work and putting in so much time and effort. And then they just get fucking overshadowed by the liberal people in our world and 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 just just so we can back it up this shit is not just us complaining like this is politics like Gramsci said nobody is impervious to the culture like to the hegemony that is why we have to be cognizant of how culture affects us exactly we are not we don't get to just slough off you know the hegemony and how it how it permeates what we do because we wear red t-shirts and call each other comrade like we have to constantly be self-critical and that means recognizing our class privilege recognizing our 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 wealth or access through our employment yeah. like that shit matters yeah. that shit fucking matters and obviously someone might have if they work for a liberal think tank, they might have a vested interest in keeping a liberal politician masquerading as a socialist in a socialist org. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the rub here is like, at the end of the day, it's about what you do and your track record. And if you are really about the movement, then fuck your resume. Yeah. You're not, it, it's just egregious. It's just fucked up. One of the things that I hear from people when they're talking about the squad and the, the squad at all uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes to like their relationship with DSA I hear a lot of um, well we need them more than they need us and I'm like you're got you're getting it opposite babe mm-hmm. bless your heart but it's opposite like we don't fucking need them we don't need them we don't need useless politicians who as soon as we get a get them elected go back on the things that go back on basic human rights agreements that we have worked out already with them and then go back on all their promises that achieve like essentially nothing and it's like we did all this work to get them elected and what like we don't get shit and we're supposed to be grateful for it absolutely not Mm-mm. absolutely Mm-mm. not that is some liberal garbage and we do not eat shit like the liberals do we want to win we want to win the liberals don't give a shit about winning they care about the status quo we want to change shit we want to win more than they do so we should be fucking acting like it so pull your goddamn heads out of your asses and get with it or get out this is our jimmy door moment right here <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Is that what that guy sounds like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to like blast your eardrums because I'm sure I could do like a way more obnoxious version of that. <laughs> Put that on the Patreon. We'll just, I'm, I'm just going to say that for anything we don't actually do. It'll be on the Patreon. Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah. So. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. NPC, I have a lot of respect for many of you. Yeah. Same. I, last I heard, there were some meetings happening with, uh, I would say, vested parties and bowmen. So we will keep you posted when we hear yeah. what went down at those meetings, if we get to hear about it soon. I hope so. Um, That's going to be some, productive. I'm going to like cozy up in a blanket. Hot tea. Hot tea. Maybe there'll be like <laughs> audio. I could just listen to it while I play Animal Crossing. <laughs> we will we will keep you posted. Yes, absolutely. Um, so at least there's that that that's kind of like an uphill turn, but you know, after all of this, you know, it might it might be good. I don't know. I'm 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 really hopeful. I'm hopeful. I don't know. Bowman um, could just tell us to fuck off, which I would actually respect more if he just if he just did that instead of turned around and lied again. Because, like, yeah. I don't think a second time of him, like, lying or anything will, like... I, I think, like, this whole organization will collapse if this is handled badly. And people are like, it's not that big of a deal. You shouldn't be so fucking dramatic about it. I reserve the right to be dramatic because I (laughs) have seen the dominoes that have been broken in the chain of dominoes throughout this whole organization. And I talk to other people in different chapters and I understand the systemic things going on with the Mm. harassment grievance process as an HGO, which is a Mm -hmm. pillar a pillar position in the fucking like whole organization no matter what chapter you're in yeah it's a whole thing so i know the fucking cracks baby i feel like fucking what's his like rust in uh season one of true detective like but for dsa (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's so sad smoking chain smoking just telling them 
I'm so over it. I didn't mean to ramble (sighs) there. No, no. Okay. Well, I was I was going to segue into Brittany because I was like, yeah, that's a little bit of an upswing. But, but let's talk about let's talk about Brittany. I want to edit in a um, it's Brittany bitch there. It's Brittany bitch. So Brittany is Yay! free. Yes, she's she's free of her conservatorship. Everyone's super happy. Oh, my God. It's fucking crazy because her freedom was like contingent on this social media campaign. That started years ago, which is nuts to me. And in her like first video, I think it was on Instagram originally, um, but I saw it on Twitter. She is like Brittany is kind of super stoked to be free. And she's like talking about, oh, like I've been doing this. I've been going to Starbucks. I've been like, you know, doing things for myself. I've been driving and it's really precious. But she's also like and I'm like she's like ready to fight for disabled people that are under conservatorship like she's like ready to go which is fucking awesome which is like she could do nothing for the rest of her life for anybody else and be fine in my book because that's so much fucking trauma to live with but like she's already talking about like helping other people and i just find that so precious and i'm like i believe her too which i shouldn't believe Mm -hmm. in celebrities but like i truly believe in her whatever She's been through a lot. Yeah. Um, I am really loving her newfound freedom and where she's just calling like shit out left and right. She like called out Christina Aguilera for talking shit on her. But then she like praised Lady Gaga for being like, you know what? What's happening to Britney is really fucked up. I don't know. I just think it's great. Like, yeah, when you are in a situation where you don't have the freedom or autonomy to to like be yourself or even just like do basic things for yourself. It is deeply damaging to your to your psyche and to your personhood. Yeah. And so obviously we shouldn't like worship celebrities, but to see someone in in prominent, you know, media who is now reclaiming her life, yeah. I find that personally as someone who's been in situations where I, you know, my autonomy has been taken away, I find that inspiring. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's important to see non-men who are who are being, you know, oppressed in that way in this very acute way, systemic way. Um, rising up through that. Like, I am not mad at that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, so she she was alluding to an Oprah interview she was going to be doing. I don't know when that drops. I think that would actually be a really fun one to do over Twitch, to, like, do maybe, like, a watch party of or something. Um, Let's do it. That would be a fun one. Uh, And maybe we can do some, like, 90s trivia or something, like, 90s pop band trivia. Oh, hell yeah. Ideas. Super fun. I'm I'm so full of them. Subscribe to the Patreon so I can do all of the, these ideas because it takes me a long time <laughs> to do these things that happen in my brain. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> from idea to execution is a fucking journey when you have ADHD. So <laughs> I think one thing that is really, um, I guess, inspiring about the Britney situation, and I, I want to like be a little bit corny and make it like a macro kind of look at it, but I I do think that shit tends to get worse before it gets better. But if we're persistent and organized, we can win. Like, and you know, like, like you mentioned, Rara, like this was a social media campaign. It's just a bunch of people who, who put weight behind Mm -hmm. it. Imagine what a bunch of people putting weight behind, you know, something else, something like something bigger than just one person's liberation. You know, our collective liberation. Yeah, which right? by the way, a lot I of disabled that that... activists worked on this. Like a lot of disabled activists mm-hmm. were like the disabled community was like really rallying behind Brittany on this as well. Like and, and like doing a, a large mm-hmm. amount of work. So anybody out there that says tweeting isn't organizing can fuck off, okay? <laughs> to bring it back to the discourse from forever ago that nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is like, like there's a role for everyone to play. It doesn't, not everyone has to play the same role, but if we work together, we can like actually do really amazing shit. And so even though the world is fucking burning and I haven't had a shower in two days or cooked (laughs) a hot meal, I'm still riding with y'all if you're riding with me and we can do something really meaningful. And I think, you know, that like Britney's liberation, Britney's freedom is like, an example of that like but now we have to do a collective move absolutely (laughs) for sure (laughs) 
I've been watching so much Drag Race. It's absurd. Really? Yeah. Let's talk. Let's let's. So now that we have some good news, let's talk about some media we're into. So like, I know maybe you don't have a lot of time to watch like TV or movies or whatever. Um, but like, do you have any like piece of media that you're into right now? Let's see. What am I into right now? What am I watching right now? I am watching. I'm I'm re, still rewatching Supernatural, which is which is good. Um, I started watching the show that my that friend of the show Flynn told me about called The Busy Debras. Have you seen that? No. What? Oh my god! Is this a BBC thing? No, it's like it's like this sketch. Co- it's not even sketch comedy. It's like a it's like um. It's about these three women who are all named Deborah, and they're like batshit Stepford wives, but they're also best <laughs> friends. It's it's on HBO. It is fucking gnarly. It is it's so funny, but also really violent. Like, ooh, okay, I'm into it. Yeah, and also highly absurd. Um, it's really good, really fresh writing. I recommend it. Been watching that a lot. That's fantastic. Also, Joe Para talks with you. Still watching a lot of that. Very soothing. Um, we've been watching, oh God. Yeah. So I, I feel so embarrassed because so many people I know that live in LA are on this show and I had never heard of it until like my boyfriend showed it to me. It's this comedy central show called corporate. Oh yeah. And it's on, yeah, it's on Paramount plus, which we have because we wanted to watch all the dra- later drag race seasons. So we have <laughs> Paramount plus and we canceled Netflix. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and it's been great, but corporate, and it's this Comedy Central show, and it is, yes, yeah, see, it's so fucking funny. And yeah. the cast is, like, some of the most p- hilarious people I've ever seen live and have met in person. Like, so many of my friends in L.A. that are comics are in this show, and I'm really? like, oh, my God. That's I know amazing. <laughs> and it's so great. It's just all about corporate culture. And it just follows these two like junior executives being like shitheads. And it's fantastic. And I'm in, in love with it. Yeah. Like a situational comedy, office place, like office work comedy. That will never not be fun to me. Yeah. I love that shit. It's so funny. Because like offices are the perfect places for for comedy because you throw in a bunch of people who don't have any other relation except their livelihood. (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's like work really does. Work is a very unifying fucking community building thing. Like labor could be very community building if we allowed it to be, Uh you know, under natural under natural circumstances and not this like corporately wielded like wellness tool, you know. So like, I don't know, but corporate's great. Everyone watch it. It's very cynical. (laughs) And a lot of times kind of like pretty liberal, but surprisingly at moments kind of radical. So yeah, into it. I'm gonna check it out. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Oh, okay. Um, I do want to share. Can we reveal some guilty pleasures for the fans? Sure. This might be a bo- this might be a, like a little bony thing, a little bonus, a little bony, <laughs> a little bony. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> a little bony guy. Fuck. <laughs> Guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. Yeah. So, what are some femme guilty pleasures that you've indulged in recently? Oh God, femme guilty pleasures. Um, I was driving to get my nails done. Uh, yeah, I, I've been getting the mani pedis. <laughs> Just got my nails done. Did like a yeah, little. Yeah, those are super cute. I love those. Yeah, like a little um, like sea foam sparkle. It's very like Delia's catalog. Like, yeah. From like Y two K. Yeah, jelly roller pen. It's like that jelly roller pen blue. Bitch, check this. I'm sorry. I shouldn't call you bitch. No, I have been watching do. so much Drag Race. No, please do. I. I... That I'm like bitch. Yeah, um, bitch. What? I have all the jelly roll <gasps> pens. Are those like my a- local? Yeah, look, my that's local my nail art supply color. store. That's my nail color right there. Yay! Oh, yeah. that's so pretty. Yeah. My local, uh, my local uh, art supply place that's closest to me. Um, they're kind of expensive and kind of a ripoff sometimes, but yeah. they have all the jelly roll pens. Fuck, that's tight. Um, I, I I write like um it looks like I I never learned to write correctly <laughs> like I just I don't have good <laughs> handwriting at all but um I do love them anyway I was driving to get my nails done this morning and Alejandro by Lady Gaga came on the uh came on my like shuffle or whatever and I was just like oh I, I don't listen to the song whatever and then I was like wait turn that shit up and I was just I just went 
went for it. Um, I love that song, actually. That is very much a, a guilty pleasure of mine. And I've always wanted to do it at karaoke, but um, my best friend was dating someone and that was her karaoke song. And I feel like oh. the bad bitch karaoke code is like you don't do somebody else's like signature song. Absolutely. So, but yes. now that they broke up. So now I feel like, hey, like fair game. It is fair game. It yeah. is fair game for sure. I have like a twofold like guilty pleasure thing. Let's hear it. That I like this ho- guilty hot girl pleasure. Number one, I know I sound like such a fucking boomer when I say this, and I'm sorry to any of our younger listeners that I'm disappointing right now. <laughs> As if we have any. <laughs> As if we have anyone under the age of 30. Come on, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, my so my my guilty pleasure right now is Kim Petras. Aww. Who who like I didn't I was like who is this bitch I don't care and then never learned who she was and then today just randomly when I was driving to work I was like I'm gonna listen to this bitch Kim Petras and then um she has like the brattiest like poppiest shit ever and I kind of love it like the song that I like the most right now from her is um I don't want it at all and it's like if you don't give me diamonds, if you don't give me all your attention and your money and everything I want, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's me, totally. I'm like, that's the perfect give like going to work money. stripper song. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like on the way to the club, just like give me your money. This is my sexy toddler voice. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, horny toddler is a joke from corporate by the way i don't want to rip off the writers who were cis men good for you good job (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, oh, yeah so the second hot girl uh guilty pleasure and you're gonna love this watch this shit um so this happened to me actually i'll preface this by saying this happened to me technically last month and i was in a tizzy when it happened and I put all of this on my Affirm credit, which if you know Affirm, it's like quad pay or after pay. Yeah, it's like it's like modern layaway. Yeah, it's like modern layaway, but you just like you get it right away. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so they just split the payments up with Affirm. You can get it up to like 12 payments, which is like (laughs) once a month. (laughs) Like I bought all four of these um, that I'm about to show you right. on a firm payment. And I paid like, I think $10 up front or something. And then I just paid $10 for like every month for the next year. Cause I told you money's not real. I don't Money's care. not real. Who cares about <laughs> it? And I was like, whatever. I'm fulfilling a childhood dream right now. Oh, I can't I got... wait. All right, folks. Let's see. Rara has stepped away and is pulling something, a box. What is that box? Oh my god, what is it? All four of the brats. Oh my god. Rara, you y'all, can we get a screen of this like for the Patreon? Because like Rara is just hugging four brats dolls. Like (laughs) I look like I'm playing a fucking accordion. (laughs) It's a bad bitch accordion. All right. We've got Yasmin. Yasmin. Hello. She's my favorite, I think. Yeah, she's so cute. And then we have Chloe. Chloe. Um, but she does have cute clothes. Yeah. Um, and then we have Sasha. Sasha, She's adorable. She's got a little Total beanie daddy. on. We're both yeah, wearing yeah. beanies today, so <laughs> we love that. Yeah, that we didn't plan that, by the way. That was yeah. really cute. Um, and then we have, of course, Jade. And Jade's probably like my second favorite. I could never pick between Jade and Yasmin. But um, yes, I bought all four of these. Damn. Credit, so nobody like nobody asked me for money. I am broke. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I can afford ten dollars a month for some Brad stalls. Brad and... Those are like the OG ones, like the original. Like so, this is so they had like the four OG girls, and then like one one guy, which I didn't bother with the guys. I don't yeah, think that was cool. Who care? Nobody care. Um, so this was like the twentieth anniversary re-release of mm. the original four dolls or five dolls. So. I snatched them. I was like, I don't know how long this is going to be here. And this, I hate this about myself, but I know this about myself. Like targeted advertising fucking works on me. My my targeted ads are pretty good. And it's, uh, it's, it's horrible, but I'm like, I do get a lot of views out of Instagram as a shopping app. Oh God, me too. I am that bitch. I am so bad. I bought a lot of stuff on Instagram and I have no regret, no regrets. 
<laughs> no raggers. <laughs> no raggers. <laughs> yeah, no. I I am very much that bitch who loves my Instagram ads and will like I will actively be like I like this so that you send me more things that I like. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. send me a coupon. Per- yeah. What's your coupon? Yeah, yeah. You like click on your site. It's like, where is my entry coupon? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Do you want my email? How about my phone? Twenty yeah, percent yeah. off. <laughs> Oh, I'm care. constantly coupon hunting. I'm such a fucking coupon fiend. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Should we wrap up? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, I don't know, try to steal, like sneak into a neighbor's house and like just oh my God. like a freak. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, yeah. Pray for me to find I'm hot water for soon. you. <laughs> keep us updated. <laughs> keep me updated and I'll keep the, the Patreon yeah, patrons this updated. Is exclusive so. Patreon content. Will Yessie find yeah. a shower? Uh, <laughs> place your bets. No. Will Yessie wash her soy sauce child? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hot Girl Agenda. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Hot Girl Agenda on both. No. We love you. Get clean Till if next you can. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>